Hey, what's up? It's MJ. If you missed yesterday's episode, here's what you missed. Well, this is what the calculations say. And by 2050... You done? Yep. Serious show. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Texas me. I'll put on my serious hat. Yeah, take your tinfoil hat off. Harris slammed for saying most can't afford a $400 surprise expense. She looks like a transsexual, too. This, right. is, this is fake news. It's coming from Fox. Because MJ is confused. He doesn't even got the 55 Trump indictments. Because, <laughs> you know, um, Biden really wants him in jail. Yeah, they couldn't bring out the aliens this week. Yeah, and they, that, they were like, oh, yeah, aliens, aliens. And then people are like, all right, where are they? And they're yeah. like, oh, shit, well, uh, the Trump indictment. You belong in a mental institution. Too much of your air conditioner or your incandescent bulbs. Yeah, that's called Bidenomics. What? What? How do those two go together? California Governor Gavin Shithead Newsom. Oh, you stupid fucking leftist fucks. Oh, he's going to be heartbroken. That new medically created hole from your asshole. Those people can have a period because they have a medically made hole. So So just because you can throw a fucking tampon in a in a homemade hole 2030 hmm. i'd like to add that sounds I, like I, something I, i'd like to add to the real biological women you are not the problem you are the victim in this pedophile biden says republicans now undermining the military enough with these attacks on the military the pedophile said as <laughs> I fucking love it every time the pedophile said <laughs> anyways this dumbass goes on to say his other baby, Hunter Biden. Pretty soon, it's no more sniffing and touching kids inappropriately. There you go. Good old boy. Texas. <laughs> oh, then they're going to blame it on toxic masculinity. Exactly. Dumbass. Exactly. They're fucking morons. Not trial. No trial. None of that shit. Yeah. They just need to be eliminated. Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, everybody? Listen on your favorite podcast directory, YouTube, and Rumble. And if you didn't know, this is going to be The Realist Weekly Wrap-Up, part two. And if you're hearing this and you're like, what the fuck? Well, you got a little sample of what you missed right before this. So... With that being said, we're going to jump right into it. Yes, sir. So my first article is from Newsmax. Biden jokes about impeachment touts inflation dip. President Joe Biden on Friday joked about getting impeached while touting falling inflation and Bidenomics and plugging America, American manufacturing. While there was work ahead earlier this week, the Washington Post suggested Republicans may have to find something else to criticize me for now that inflation is coming down. Biden said, and listen, I don't know what it, I don't know if it did or not. I didn't really look into it because like we, we see these articles for the first time here. We only see the headlines. If it goes down 0.1%, that's not something to fucking brag about. Who the fuck cares? No, it's not going to make a difference. It's like him bragging about the gas prices went down after he 
he brought them way up. And yeah. They came down, and now they're going up again. Yep. Yeah, they are. Uh, goes on to say, Biden said Friday during during a speech in, in Maine at Auburn Manufacturing Incorporated, a company that produces heat and fire-resistant fabrics. Maybe they'll decide to impeach me because it's coming down. I don't know. I love that one. Anyway, that's another story. This guy, the way he fucking talks. Inflation has dipped by 9.1% since June 2022 to 3% this month. The figure was just 1.4% when he took office. So, like you just said, shit went up. And now he's like, oh, it's coming down. Well, you need to get it back to 1.4% and then drop it b- below that. Then you're actually, you actually yeah, have then, something to fucking yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, then you have something to talk about. An impeachment inquiry in, by the House would be a first step toward bring, uh, bringing articles of impeachment. Such a probe could be as lengthy or swift as the House determines, potentially stretching it into campaign season. And it, of course, will go into campaign season because they can't fucking do anything quick over there. We will follow this to the end, McCarthy said, first floating the idea Monday on Fox News. Biden on Friday said he wasn't there to declare victory on the economy. We have more work to do. We have a plan for turning things around. Bidenomics is just another way of saying restoring the American dream. And that is it for that article. Yeah, you got Captain Clown over here fucking. Yeah, Captain Clown, Biden jokes about impeachment. There you go. All right, my first article of this part two episode is going to be from Newsmax. Trump vow primary. Any Republican that doesn't act on Dems fraud. Okay. With uh, House Republicans now talking about an impeachment inquiry of pedophile Joe Biden, um, the real president, Donald Trump, has uh, chimed in with a vow for those who get cold feet. Any Republican that doesn't act on Democrats' fraud should get out. Trump uh, told his Make America Great Again rally Saturday night in Erie, Pennsylvania, which aired live on Newsmax. Wow. And we have some. You know, you show them facts. 10 million here, 10 million there. This came in, that came in, that came in. Oh, that's that's too bad, but we have to worry about other things. You don't have to worry about other things. You you've got to stop it. Trump added that he if he wins the White House 2024 real investigations of the Biden crime family will be conducted very fair by an independent special counsel, something Biden's Justice Department has refused to appoint and um, properly prosecute. Prosecute. When we uh, win the election a little more than a year from now, I will appoint a real special prosecutor to expose the monumental corruption of the Biden crime family once and for all. Trump vowed to the roar of the loud cheers. Nice. Yeah, too late. Too late. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and unlike the witch hunt that I've been going through ever since we came down the beautiful escalator in Trump Tower, they will be properly prosecuted. Um, prosecuted. I promise you that they will be looked at. Everything would be uh, very fair, of course, but if they're guilty, I happen to think they must be, but it's a lot... A lot of money taken in for for people, took in millions and millions, and uh, then they say they're not. No, they don't have to be. We have to bring 
back our nation. We have to bring our borders back. We have to bring um, our fair elections back. We have to do it right. Investigations and uh, um, prosecutions are warranted for the massive election interference campaign being waged by Democrats since 2015, according to Trump. Um, They've broken the, um, the veil by indicting me with this ridiculous, these ridiculous indictments, and they're, they're, uh, they're doing is hoping for massive election interference, Trump said. That's all they want to do. They want to damage the leading candidate in the, and leading by uh, far, I have to say. Trump called Republicans to play a much um, tougher brand of hardball that Democrats play by starting investigations now in Congress. <clears throat> the biggest complaint that uh, I get is that Republicans find out this information and they do nothing about it. Uh, said that he said they don't do anything about it, about it. Right. And it uh, all dies. You know, they die. It is pretty sick political attacks and it's time Republicans start sink, uh, sinking a bit to a lower class level. Trump added. Um, so the article goes on, he's basically calling out, uh, the Republicans that are in office to start, um, investigating these Democrats. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's really no investigation. There's just prosecution that needs to happen right now. Oh, okay. That's in my opinion. Okay. Well, (laughs) Democrats better be glad you're not in office. I know. Be all done. And by the way, he should make he, his campaign should be make America great again. Again. Because <laughs> he already did make it great again. And then. No, it should be make America what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So my neck. Okay. It, ne- it never was totally great. There was mm-hmm. always problems or corruption. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that'll take that'll take quite a long time because you need to reform the whole government, basically. But my next one is on Breibart. Uh, Trump on Romney mits a loser. The right candidate will beat him up. Or will beat him, sorry, in Utah primary. <laughs> okay, what MJ wants to hear. <laughs> Oops. Bed Minister of New Jersey, former President Donald Trump, the leading 2024 GOP presidential candidate, told Breibart News that former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney is a quote-unquote loser. Trump made the comments about Romney, who carpet bagged his way into U.S. into a U.S. Senate seat from Utah after he lost the 2012 presidential election after his governorship in the northeastern Bay State, Massachusetts, during a nearly uh, hour-long exclusive on-camera interview last week at his golf club here. Mitt's a loser. He's been a loser for a long time, Trump said when asked to respond to Romney's recent op-ed in the Wall Street Journal in which the failed presidential candidate called for the crowded GOP field in 2024 to winnow itself down to try to stop Trump from getting the nomination again. Trump also bashed Romney for marching with Black Lives Matter protesters in Washington, D.C. in 2020, mocking Romney for wearing a mask during it and saying some of the leftists with whom he was marching were really bad folks. He had no respect in the Republican Party, Trump continued about Romney. He's a terrible Republican, 
And yes, he is a terrible Republican because a lot of his shit is leftist based. So. Yeah, you were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he was a good fit up, up there in the blue state of Massachusetts. Fuck Massachusetts. Yeah, fuck Massachusetts. I think it's he's terrible for the nation also. I saw him marching with the Antifa groups down in Washington with his mask on. You couldn't even see his face. They were marching, and these were real terrorists, very bad people he was marching with. He didn't even know the difference. Trump also said that he, any endorsements from Romney for any candidates nationwide are like kryptonite and seriously hurt any Republican running for office. No, Mitt's really, I think having him, I call him kryptonite. If he endorses anybody, that person loses, Trump said. I had a couple of people, I had a couple people I endorsed. They took a big, big lead and then all of a sudden I saw their lead was gone. What happened? They associated them with Mitt Romney. Once they became disassociated, they went back up. But in those cases, they truly wanted to be disassociated. Mitt's a loser. (laughs) 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 Tell me what you think without saying. While Romney has not said yet whether he will run for re-election in 2024, he really shouldn't be a waste of time and money because he fucking did horrible the last time. And he's a loser. And he's a fucking loser. The U.S. Senate seat he currently occupies faces a regularly scheduled election next year. Trump asked if Romney could call, should call it quits and retire or if he should possibly lose re-election, if he would possibly lose re-election if he runs, told Breivart News that if the right candidate runs against Mitt Romney, he would lose because Trump said Utah is a great state that deserves better than him. Absolutely. The right candidate will beat him, Trump said. I almost fucking said it again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a great state. The, candidate, the right candidate will beat him. I think beat him easily. More from Trump's latest exclusive interview with Breibart News is forthcoming. And that is the end of the article. What a loser. <laughs> Such a fucking loser. All right, let's continue this Trump train. Uh <laughs> Bigger news, uh, judge rules that Donald Trump has presidential immunity on false election claims. A judge in Pennsylvania determined that former, actually, a judge in Pennsylvania determined that the real president, Donald Trump, cannot be sued by an election official over statements he made casting suspicion on the 2020 election results during his presidency due to the protection provided by presidential immunity. Judge Michael uh, Erdos of Philadelphia County Court of Common Plea Pleas ruled that Trump's immunity extends to a tweet he posted and statements he made during a Pennsylvania State Senate Committee hearing in November 2020, which alleged fraudulent activity in the state's election counting process, even though these claims were not backed by evidence. The lawsuit was brought by James Savage, a supervisor of Pennsylvania's voting machines during the 2020 election. Savage combined two lawsuits claiming that Trump and Rudy Giuliani, a pair of poll observers and uh, others that uh, had conspired to slander him. Savage alleges that their remarks 
resulted in him receiving death threats and suffering two heart attacks. probably had a heart attack because they're fucking unhealthy but other uh legal proceedings may examine the um these statements and actions while he was the president and whether as the plaintiffs in this and other cases contend it it was this contact with conduct which uh served as an actual threat to our democracy erdos ruled ah we're a republic I just said this yesterday. Yeah. But this uh, case is not a proper place to do so. Here, Trump is entitled to presidential immunity. Uh, Erdos uh, ruled that Trump's initial statements fell within the official duties as he was communicating to the public matters of public interest. And um, the article goes on a little. Uh, if you want to get into it a little more. It's at Becker News, and you can continue the Trump train yourself and give this article a read. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap that article up because we got a couple, we still got a bunch to get through. It's been a busy week. That's why we got got two episodes for just this one one format. Right. That's that's insane. It really is. So my next one's from the Gateway Pundit. For, uh, forensic study into 2020 Detroit, Michigan elections find up to 34,000 illegal ballots and additional warning from Detroit clerks that thousands of absentee paper was different than normal ballots. And that's why I said from the beginning, go wear your mask, go vote the right way. Don't have these absentee ballots and all this bullshit. You go to the store, you go grocery shopping, all that shit. There's shopping, shopping, <laughs> Gro- grocery slopping. <laughs> I guess I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> All right. So the article says a uh, national expert in cri- uh, criminal forensics completed a report into the 2020 election in Michigan and has further uh, found further evidence of chronic systematic voter fraud, especially among absentee ballots in that challenged election. The firm is Specken Forensics. And they have uh, wide national experience testifying in criminal trials. Though their investigation, oh, through their investigation, were where they were allowed limited access to the 2020 ballots in Wayne County, which covers Detroit, they found a significant number of absentees in different precincts illegally had no signed ballot application. Many absentee ballots had no request whatsoever. In the two primary precincts examined, the rates of illegal ballots were 12, 12% and 20%. Absentee ballots often had a lighter tone and shade to the printing. The Detroit clerks even commented to the Speckin team that they were that the type of paper felt different. The number numbers of absentees missing a ballot request are extrapolated up to the rest of Wayne County Speckin reports with approximately 170,000 AV ballots. The range at 8 to 20% would be 13,600 to 34,000 ballots with no application requesting the ballot. And then on here, they have the, uh, the, the request for the report of the full report. You can go to the Gateway Pundit and check that out. Oh, can you? Yeah, you can. It's right there. <laughs> oh, wow. This matches what the Gateway Pundit previously reported, that there are tens of thousands of illegal ballots in the 2020 Michigan election. 
This all, of course, matches what witnesses have described for three years and what the Gateway Pundit has been reporting time and time again, despite the gaslighting and lies of the mainstream media. Okay. That article just ends. I don't know who the fuck writes these. (laughs) Actually, I can find that out. (laughs) (laughs) That is the end of the article, but um, there you go. It's just, there's more... Mounting evidence that that election was rigged and stolen, and Trump is the real president. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, my next one is from Newsmax. Nebraska Governor Pellin sends Army National Guard to Texas border. Nebraska's uh, Republican governor is sending more than 60 Nebraska Army National Guard troops to Texas border to support fellow GOP Governor Greg Abbott's Operation Lone Star to help with the illegal migrant crisis. This This mission is critical to the security of Nebraska as well as other states, Um, the governor said in a press release Monday announcing the move. We need to maintain the safety of our citizen citizens and stem the ongoing influx of illegal drugs, weapons, criminals into our borders. According to the state, the the troops will deploy tomorrow and return to Nebraska in early September. And they are tasked with providing additional observation and reporting near the border to assist agencies conducting security and law enforcement activities. Um, Helen said Abbott briefed him and other Republican governors on the situation at the border and updated them on what this opera, uh, what his Operation Lone Star is accomplishing, including almost 400,000 apprehensions, more than 31,000 criminal arrests, resulting in more than 29,000 felony charges, and the seizure of 422 million doses of the deadly drug, drug fent- fentanyl. Um, pedophile Jill Biden's border policies have been ineffective requiring the states join together to help uh, manage the issue. Governor Pellin said uh, failure to do so only opens the door to threats that we can fully uh, can't fully recognize yet. He said in a release that the deployment is a result of requests from emergency management officials in Texas and that federal money will cover the deployment costs through the Nebraska national guard. The Nebraska National Guard is also ready to respond when our fellow Americans are in need of assistance, whether emergency uh, is here within our state, within our nation's borders, or overseas. Nebraska Guard um, uh, General Greg W. Strong said in the release, I am confident that our men and women um, will make a positive impact serving in support of Operation Lone Star. Abbott launched the state program in March 2021 to respond to the illegal migrant crisis at the border, uh, filling the dangerous gaps created by the Biden administration's refusal, refusal to secure the border. In addition to razor wire, we now have buoys in the water to prevent people from even crossing in the middle part of the Rio Grande River, Rio Grande River and coming into the state of Texas, Abbott said on the site, because Texas has done such a prolific job of stopping people from coming into the state, you are seeing massive increase of number of people crossing into New Mexico, Arizona, and California. 
those buoys aren't fair because the people can't go across the Rio Grande River. Well, now you're starting to see like slowly uh, states are teaming up to take care of these problems themselves because the U.S. government and pedophile Biden can't. That just shows how inad- uh, how much these these uh, cities and states how 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 bad they run their 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 shit because they were they were all for this sanctuary shit and then like we've seen and we've reported on here is all these states are now complaining that they can't house all these uh, illegal immigrants but they wanted them so there you go so my next one is from Fox News California is about to let race shockingly tip the scales of justice California, that bellwether of the absurd is about to do it again. The same legislature that rejected legislation to add human trafficking of a minor for purposes of a commercial sex act to the state's list of serious felonies until public outrage prompted reconsideration has now has now seen the supermajority Democrats pass a bill out of the assembly that mandates consideration of race in criminal sentencing. The California State Assembly voted Assembly Bill 852 out of the chamber on a vote of 58 to 13 in May with all eyes voting with a with all a votes coming from Democrats. The measure is now pending before the Public Safety Committee in the Senate. Critics call it the Public Jeopardy Committee. AB 852 grows out of the Democratic out of Democratic Governor Shithead Newsom, Newsom's reparations task force. The bill requires California criminal courts to consider the the disparate impact on historically disenfranchised and system-impacted populations when issuing a sentence. In other words, two men with similar criminal histories, each convicted of a murder, would see different sentencing outcomes dependent on the color of their skin. Something one might have expected in the Jim Crow era South, but certainly not in present-day America. Our justice system is supposed to be punish individuals for what they do, not for who they are, as President Biden's son, Hunter, may be starting to find out, extending preferential treatment to a criminal base on their race wrongly punishes individuals not benefiting from that leniency. Further, the lack of punishment could be seen as excusing the criminal for act for what which an individual individual is convicted additionally and especially now when public the public's perception of a two-tier justice system is particularly acute injecting race into our justice system destroys public confidence in the justice uh, judicial process and injures the democratic ideal that we are all equal before the law Brett Tolman, a former U.S. attorney and executive director of Right on Crime, a national conservative criminal justice campaign of the Texas Public Policy Foundation, criticized the proposed law, noting equity sentencing is a direct violation of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution and sets up the criminal justice system to fail. Lady Justice is blindfolded for a distinct reason, to not be persuaded by a person's sex or color of their skin or their religion to deliver a disparate sentence. And that makes absolutely perfect sense. That's why it's never been done racially. 
And that just that that's just feeding into these these people that say, well, I grew up in an impoverished area or a low income area. So I had all this against me when it has nothing to do with it. You either you choose to become part of that and let it define your life or you fucking rise up and get the fuck out of there and get a career and move on with your life and be a normal American instead of being the oh, oh, it's me. It's it's because of where I grew up. My mother didn't ha- didn't do it right. My father didn't do it right. What's a normal American? Not being <laughs> me. Okay. No. <laughs> That'll do it for that article. Okay, my next one's from Loudwire. Falling reverse versus Ronnie Radke banned from TikTok over gender identity commentary hey we just got banned for uh from youtube not because of that but yeah we did because because we did an article about the cdc covering something on covid um falling reverse frontman ronnie redkey continues to be one of the more outspoken musicians on social media but some of his recent commentary concerning gender identity has led to a ban on TikTok social media site, while the singer also claims to have received a shadow ban from Twitter, or X, as it is now called. X. <laughs> so gay. Uh, <laughs> on July 25th, Radkey tweeted, imagine getting your TikTok deleted or losing your job or alienated for saying that a trans woman cannot have a period. You all... Have mothers and sisters and wives and girlfriends and know damn well the struggles of being uh, being a born woman and uh, the pain of endotriometriosis, etc. And have the have to try and silence or censor the reality bullshit. <clears throat> he later returned sharing a tweet that featured a photo of trans influencer dick swinging Dylan Mulvaney holding a box of Tampax, adding the same people that call me a womanizer, abuser, and a bigot are the same people that support the ideology that trans can have periods and support tampon companies making trans the spokesperson. I ext- it's extremely offensive to all women to mock their biology. Stop pretending this is okay. I agree. Absolutely. Just because you stick a fucking tampon in your medically homemade hole doesn't mean you're fucking a woman, okay? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to uh, part one of this uh, two-part little episode we got going, and you'll fucking understand what I'm saying. Um, later that night, Radke added... I have officially changed my lyrics in I'm not a vampire from I feel like a lady that is pregnant with a baby to I feel like a birthing person that is pregnant with a person who's been birthed. Please like me. (laughs) (laughs) The following day, July 26, Radke returned to Twitter to share some of share some of the pushback on his uh, um, commentary. Noting, these are the people pushing back about common sense. All impersonable kids hiding be hiding behind cartoon avatars. 
I don't think this is insanely telling. I don't think this is insanely telling about the future. I don't know what will. We have brainwashed kids into thinking that basic biology and common sense need to be argued. And uh, the confession of American kids is the agenda to the powers that be. Divide and conquer. A man isn't a man and a woman isn't a woman anymore. Nobody can tell you what a woman is. That's wrong. I can tell you what a woman is. Yep. We did an episode on it. Yes, we did. They're all terrified to get publicly shamed for it. I'm not. I <laughs> to school in fourth grade and worried about my sexuality. I was excited to go home and play with my toys and ride my bike. Will this ever fix itself or are we all doomed? Like 476 AD Rome. Mm. What's that mean? Oh, Rome fell. Oh, I thought you were going to go into it a little more. Oh, no, like, I'm not a historian. You're, 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 like, like, you're a mm. <laughs> Oh, but... It, I have heard people uh, reference Rome to what's going on right now. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I thought, because I, the way you said it, I thought you were going to enlighten us a little more. That's why I asked, what does it mean? Uh, Radke, uh, who had adopted Michael Jackson as his screen name, then continued the discussion with some of his Twitter followers. When one person suggested that a woman was anyone who identifies as such, the singer shot back, Cool. I identify as a black man. Do I get my reparations now? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> when the original uh, commenter responded that it was a completely different thing, uh, Radke returned, it's not a completely different thing. You need to respect the fact that I identify as a black man. If you want me to respect... The you identify as a woman. You aren't allowed to pick and choose. Additional discussion down is the path continued with others as well. So if you want to go check this out on Loudwire, it shows the tweets and the comments from other commenters. Um, by July 29th, Radke's ban uh, on TikTok was official with the singer sharing banned from TikTok for saying most women don't want to be called sis good good thing this does not matter to me another fan then noted to radke's tweets uh had not <clears throat> had not been showing up in his feed and asking if falling reverse singer had received a shadow ban from the platform uh that led radke to ask fans to search his name on twitter let him know the results after hearing back from many that couldn't find him on twitter the singer noted, I'm shadow banned. Freedom of speech is dead. America has fallen. Yeah, pretty much. And then it goes on showing some more tweets. Uh, despite the controversial takes on social media, Radke and Falling Reverse have been one of the hot uh, uh, have been one of the hotter touring acts this summer with a little break in the action before returning to the road in September. Nice. I agree with everything he's saying. Yeah. And that, and that, that's what we need. We need, we need people speaking out like him, like us, like other men that are doing it. You can't be afraid to hear, Oh, well, uh, a woman's anybody that identifies as a woman. No, no, no. A woman has fucking 
tits that fucking work. Has a vagina that works. Okay. And another thing I've said this fucking before, if you're a man that wants to go through having a kid, a period and menopause, you belong in a fucking mental institution because women don't even want to go through that. Biological women don't even want to go through that. But you want to get your dick chopped off and have a doctor and make a hole between your legs that's constantly closing because it's a fucking open wound. Right. And who's the sick fuck that's that's honestly like, man, I can't wait to stick my dick in that wound. <laughs> that's disgusting. You're, well, that that's what it is. So so these 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 dudes that get their dick cut off and get a get a fucking hole fucking between their legs that's a wound they're obviously trying to find somebody that is into their lifestyle and obviously there's somebody out there that's fucking just like man i can't wait to get get all up in that that's disgusting yeah absolutely disgusting and you're disgusting for that yeah like you said fucking for for being okay with that yeah uh so my next walk off a fucking cliff do us all a favor yeah that'd be great be a long line yeah, it would. <laughs> Televise it. <laughs> so my next one is from One America News. House Committee launches investigation into BlackRock and MSCI. The House Select Committee on Strategic Com- uh, Competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party have announced that they are launching an investigation into BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager in MSCI, one of the world's largest providers of index funds. Oh, wow. Yeah. The committee reportedly sent letters to BlackRock CEO Larry Fink and MSCI CEO Henry Fernandez on Monday, notifying them that it is launching an investigation regarding their affairs with certain Chinese companies. Our review has shown that, as a direct result of decisions made by MSCI, these Americans are now unwittingly funding PRC companies that develop and build weapons for the People's Liberation Army, uh, the PR, the PRC's army, uh, military, and advance the CCP's stated mission of technological supremacy, uh, supremacy, wrote the Select Committee Chairman Rep. Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin and its ranking member Rep. Raja Krishnamurthy, I guess. The letter further indicates that by sending large amounts of money to companies linked to the Chinese military and human rights abusers. BlackRock and MSCI are exacerbating an already significant national security threat and undermining American values. The committee claimed that BlackRock invested more than $429 million across five funds linked to Chinese companies that act directly against the interests of the United States. They also found at least 40 companies listed on the MSCI indexes that are non-governmental red flag lists. The majority of our clients' investments in China and are through index funds, and we are one of 16 asset managers currently offering U.S. index funds investing in Chinese companies, BlackRock said in a statement. With all investments in China and markets around the world, BlackRock complies with all applicable U.S. government laws. We will continue engaging with the select committee directly on the issues raised. MSCI indicated they have complied with all U.S. laws and are currently in the process of reviewing the committee's request for information. And that is it for the article, but here's just one of many uh, that are that are basically funding China. 
and China's well, military. Well, it's not that. BlackRock's are also responsible for the ESG and um, the DEI shit. And if you actually look up BlackRock or uh, another company that's like them, Vanguard, they pretty much own everything. Yeah. Oh, you already knew that? Kind no. Of, sorry for telling No, me. but it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, with these big companies, they, they fucking, like we were talking about, you know, Bud Light and Budweiser and shit. Yeah. And InBev owns them, and they own many, many other distributors. Well, they don't own distributors. They own other uh, companies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that'll do it for that article. All right. Talking about your favorite beer brand, we're going to bring it into our Bud Light Minute. My favorite beer brand. You were just brought them up. Okay. Bar in Buffalo, New York banishes Bud Light for good in viral video following Dick Swing and Dillo Mulvaney fiasco. Nice. So now, what's going on? Bud Light has become an unpopular. Oh, Bud Light has become so unpopular at a Buffalo bar that it is completely removed as the. Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney fiasco continues to haunt Anheuser Busch brand, or as I like to call him, Transheiser Bush. Yeah. Daniel M. Kim, a YouTube personality and podcaster, posted a video on social media showing his local bar do away with the brand that has held the title of the nation's most popular beer. Most local, uh, my local bar finally gave up and is removing Bud Light completely from the bar permanently. Um, he wrote in a caption on a post that is uploaded to X social media platform, formerly known as Twitter. In the video, a local bar is seen removing Bud Light handle from, from the beer tap and replacing it with a different handle that bears the logo of Miller Light. Miller. Miller Lite is a beer brand owned by Transheiser Bush's rival, Molson Coor. Coor. <laughs> Miller Lite is a, is a brand own, uh, owned by Transheiser Bush's rival, Molson. So Bud Light is uh, so boycotted that it's removed and replaced with Miller. Kim said in the clip, it's being removed. From my local bar. Holy shit. That's crazy. (laughs) So this article goes on and uh, has the video in the article and probably talks about it and, you know, all that. Uh, You can check it out at the New York Post. Now that's going to bring us into the next one. Bud Light insulted Main Street America and must take these steps to recover from backlash, lawmakers say. Yeah, close the doors. <laughs> okay. Uh, a Transheiser Bush. Oh. Transheiser Bush, the parent company of Bud Light, announced that it laid off hundreds of corporate workers as fallout continues following the partnership with transgender influencer Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney. Today, we took the very difficult but necessary decision to eliminate a number of positions across our corporate organization. Transheiser Bush CEO Brendan uh, Wentworth said Wednesday, while we um, 
never take these decisions lightly. We want to ensure that our organization continues to be set for the future long-term success. These corporate structured changes will enable our team's focus on what we do best, brewing great beer for transgenders. <laughs> I added that in, but whatever. You can go check out this article. It's uh, at Fox News. You'll actually see it there. Um, the layoffs will include frontline staff, such as brewery and warehouse staff, um, drivers and field sales, among uh, others, the company said. Oh, will not include frontline staff. Sorry. Bud Light has also lost top spot um, as number one selling beer on the dollar based with Modelo Especial. Some uh, U.S. lawmakers grieve the company uh, has seemingly lost its all-American status, while others said the company does not deserve the backlash it's received since choosing to have a transgender fuck-up as its spokesperson. So this one's going to go on a little, talking about what the lawmakers uh, think should be done with the whole trans Hazard Bush fiasco or the transgender. So anyways, we'll bring it into the next article. Newsmax, Kirk Cameron to Newsmax, Bud Light's downfall, no surprise. It's no surprise to that companies like Transheiser Bush with its financial problems after the debacle with Bud Light and Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney promotion are failing tv star and author kurt cameron told newsmax on sunday i think we're gonna see more things like this business like this business as people wake up and begin to realize that they can vote with their dollars cameron said on newsmax sunday agenda they can create the world they want their children uh that they want for their children by supporting the projects and people that align with what they want and what um, they want for want their kids to grow up with. Cameron said he sent a letter to Bud Light folks along with a commercial with Brave Books, who publishes uh, through th- uh, public publishes through and pointed out that the company has the same audience as Bud Light folks, people who love their country, they love their family, they love good American traditional values. Cameron said he's been touring the country to read children about faith, hope, and love, but libraries have been uh, shutting us down and denying us access, allowing drag queen reading events. As <laughs> yeah, as an actor, I understand the desperate need to under uh, to understand who who you are and why you're here and where you're going. And when I turned my heart to God, I no longer needed to look to an exterior change of my gender or uh, re-sculpting body parts because God performs a heart surgery that changes you from the inside. Meanwhile, Cameron said he's looking forward to nation uh, to the nationwide see you at the library event on August 5th. We have 225 public libraries who have already booked their story hours 
with parents reading books of virtue to their kids. He said, we want to encourage everybody to go to bravebooks.com and click the tab. See you at the library and join us to send a message across the nation that we want to get our values back for the kids. And that's absolutely true. What he said that we can basically sculpt this country with the, with the, the money that we have. We don't have to be spend spend the money on things that we don't support. Yeah. Yeah. Next one in the Bud Light Minute is from the New York Post. Bud Light distributors no longer expect sales to recover from Dick Swing and Dill Mulvaney disaster. Many Transheiser Bush distributors say they have re uh resigned to their painful Bud Light um uh, losses they, and that they have given up on luring back dis, uh, disact, uh, disaffected um, customers following the Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. The Post has learned. After four months of hiring freezes and layoffs with the uh, beer truck drivers getting heckled and harassed even as Bud Light sales have dropped more than 25%. Transheiser Bush wholesalers have expected they have lost a chunk of the customers for good. They need to focus on a new crop of drinkers. Uh, Consumers have made their choice, said the executive at a Texas-based beer distributor who did not want to be identified. They have left Bud Light and that's how it's going to be. I don't envision a big percentage of them coming back. Sales of other Transheiser Bush beers include Budweiser, Michelob Ultra, and Bush Light also have been in decline since Bud Light's marketing tie-up with a transgender fuck-up. Um, what's more, What's more? those lost customers have likely found Bud Light's competitors, including Coors Light and Miller Light, are a very similar product. Winning the beer wars da- uh, winning the beer wars comes down to who's whoever is best at marketing, the executive said. There is an increasing feeling that this Bud Light decline rate could last for a while, and distributors are worried about losing those drinkers to the similar brands. David Steinman, executive uh, editor to Beer Marketer Insights, told The Post a pair of social media posts from um, Dick Swing and Mulvaney on April 1st holding a 16-ounce can of Bud Light with his image on it and another of him sitting in a bubble bath surrounded by Bud Light cans sparked backlash that has lasted longer than most anticipated. Well, that's true. We anticipated it, though. Yeah, the strategy of targeting younger Newer consumers is the right one. Michael Stone, chairman of uh, Beanstalk Group, a New York-based branding firm, told The Post, but Transheiser Bush made a mistake executing on the strategy. One uh, silver lining of of Transheiser Bush distributors is rise of Modelo Especial, the number two beer brand, which Transheiser Bush owns outside of the U.S. Rival... um, Constellation Brands distribute Modelo in the U.S. where it has been outselling Bud Light on a weekly basis since May. What's helping distributors is having Modelo in the portfolio. 
the beer executive said, but if you don't um, have consolation, you are in a pickle. You're in a pickle. <laughs> so this, this article just uh, continues on explaining like they're not coming back. Transhauser Bush. They're done. Yep. <clears throat> that they are. Next one is from the street. Straight from the street, huh? Yeah, did you write this one? Maybe. Heineken CEO has some harsh criticism for Bud Light's actions. Oh, damn. I'm pretty sure InBev owns Heineken. Well, why don't you look that up? I show. (laughs) (laughs) Investors will have a chance to hear directly from Transheiser Bush's InBev. uh, InBev, get report executives... Uh, this week about their thought process surrounding their ill-fated Bud Light marketing campaign. While company, while the company isn't scheduled to report earnings until August 3rd before the opening bell, rivals like Heineken um, have already released their results and media curious about the company's take on the Bud Light situation. Yes, particularly in the Western world, we do sell a lot of polarization in society and that is affecting all players, all actors in society, all businesses and brands. And as such, you have to be thoughtful. You have to be balanced, but at the same time, you have to stand for your values and principles. The CEO Dolph Van Den Brink said. Was he from the fucking 1500s? Oh, that's a that's a German beer, isn't it? What is it? Heineken. Yeah, it is. That's why. Oh, okay. So far, I'm proud of how our brand teams across our operating companies are navigating this new world. Bud Light has dominated the U.S. beer market for decades, but a large section of the brand's fan base decided to boycott the beer following the company's latest uh, attempt to reach out to the LGBTQ plus all the alphabet in numbers and holographics community. Bud Light has had numerous pro LGBTQ no plus marketing campaigns <laughs> in the past, <laughs> but transgender influencer, Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney, uh, but, uh, uh, Mulvaney's Bud Light can has apparently a bridge too far for the fan base. The company has since distanced itself from the transgender fuck up and the marketing campaign while also firing C-suite executives uh, responsible for the campaign. Um, Bud Light is no longer the country's most popular beer as as sales have fallen more than 20% year over year since customers began boycotting. And then that pretty much wraps it up. It's going to talk about Modelo taking over the, the number one spot and Bud Light just continues to drop. All right, and we're going to wrap up our Bud Light Minute with an article from Breibart. So I did find out that, yes, InBev did purchase Heineken International. So get the facts straight. Who, me? No, I got the facts straight. Oh, okay. Bud Light distributors give up trying to win back customers, cut 360 jobs. Transheiser Bush has officially given up on winning back its customer base. The beer giant announced Wednesday that it has laid off 
almost 2% of its U.S. workforce, limiting 360 jobs. Bud Light's U.S. sales were down by 26.5% in the month ending July 15th, The Hill said. Ever since April Fool's Day, the transgender fuck-up posted a video of him posed with Bud Light, a Bud Light can, in his face. The beer giant has lost hand over fist in profits. You know what's funny? What? The New York Post puts uh, he, uh, her or she, not Breitbart. Really? They, 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 that, they, that goes they, to show. They know he's a man. Exactly. Because he is. Consumers have made their choice, said executive at the Texas-based distributor, which we already talked about. And, um, you know... And then it, um, it's just talking about how, um, you know, that liquor is kind of doing better now. Now the brewery is looking to roll out its own craft distillery, now part of uh, Transheiser's Beyond Beer. So it looks like they bought a, um, a distillery to start making some liquor. So hopefully that straightens some things out for them. Right, right. Doubt it. Probably not. And that's going to wrap up this week's Bud Light Minute. Nice. Maybe we'll see you next week with some more Bud Light news. Another another 360 jobs gone. Yeah. We'll see. So my next one is from Yahoo News. Pittsburgh synagogue gunmen will be sentenced to death for the nation's deadliest anti-Semitic act attack. The gunman who stormed a synagogue in the heart of Pittsburgh's Jewish community and killed 11 worshipers will be sentenced to death for perpetrating the deadliest anti-Semitic act attack in U.S. history, a jury decided Wednesday. Robert Bowers spewed hatred of Jews and espoused espoused white supremacist beliefs online before methodically planning and carrying out the 2018 massacre of the Tree of Life synagogue. Three congregations... Um, had gathered for Sabbath worship and, uh, and study. Bowers, a truck driver from suburban Baldwin, also wounded two worshipers and five responding police officers, the same federal judge, jury that convicted the 50-year-old Bowers on 63 criminal counts, recommended that he be put to death for an attack whose impacts continue to reverberate nearly five years later. He showed little reaction as the sentence was announced, briefly acknowledging his le- his legal team and family as he was led from the courtroom. A judge will formally impose the sentence on Thursday. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, so so in all reality, he's going to go sit in a jail cell for fucking years still. Because, probably. Because in this country, it's not you just walk him out to the firing line or you fucking walk him out to the noose right after the, you know... Because now it's got to go through its due processing and he can appeal it and all that shit. Yeah, the appeal process and all that bullshit. I mean, they, they something got, like they, this, this is cut and dry. This is like the easiest cut and dry fucking they case got, right they, here. They got him dead to rights, right? What? They got him dead to rights, right? Dead to rights? Yeah. The fuck is that? Jesus Christ, you got to get out more. I do. But like you said, you know, this guy's 50 years old. It's going to take probably 15, 20 years to get him executed so the dude's gonna be like 70 years old anyways dead to rights for mj is 
having overwhelming evidence of someone's guilt, having irrefutable proof that someone is responsible for something. Yes. It has been used since at least the mid 1800s. And you're obsessed with the 1800s because you even live in a house from the 1800s and you don't even know the fucking saying. Yeah, I don't. You even have outfits to walk around your house like you're in the 1800s. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fucking funny. Have all the windows open and just walk around in the fucking... Good day, governor. (laughs) (laughs) Take the the dog out in the outfit. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's funny. Uh, Jurors were unanimous in finding that Bauer's attack was motivated by his hatred of Jews and that he chose Tree of Life for its location in one of the largest and most historic Jewish communities in the U.S. so he could maximize the devastation, amplify the harm of his crimes, and instill fear within the local, national, and international Jewish communities. They also found that Bowers lacked remorse. They already said that. At a news conference after the verdict, attack survivor Rabbi Jeffrey Myers of the Tree of Life congregation noted that Wednesday was a day of love on the Hebrew calendar. I don't believe in coincidences, Today we receive an immense embrace from the halls of justice, he said, uh, taking the jury's decision as an affirmation that we have the right to practice our Judaism and no one will ever take that right away from us. And it's absolutely true. And it it goes on. It it lists, uh, you know, the attack, um, the victims that, that, you know, that died because this sick fuck just hated you so he felt he felt like he needed to go in there on a fucking shooting rampage like i i i cannot understand that when this when shit like this happens if you hate like i hate the fucking the the leftist trans movement i'm not gonna go out there and start killing people because that's what they that's what they think or feel or believe or whatever i'm gonna stand i'm gonna make my stand and i'm gonna voice my opinion and that's it. And that's where you leave it. But that'll do it for that article. And also, you you don't hate the transgender movement because, you know, adults are trying to do whatever they want. The reason No, it's you the kids. It, yeah, it's you it, hate enforcing the, fact, the shit on the kids. Yeah, that's why you hate the movement. Yeah. You got to explain things nowadays, you know. Yeah, you know what? We're going to... Anyways, the Washington Examiner is holding my next article, Transgender Teachers... Transition announcement to Wisconsin students sparks parent lawsuit. Good. Are you the parent with this lawsuit since you hate the transgender? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just fly. I just fly over here twice a week to, you know, to do the podcast. I go back to yeah. You know. Well, I mean, nowadays this could be you. A Wisconsin mother has sued the local school district. Wow. <laughs> refusing to I don't have a fucking wound. <laughs> well, nowadays you can identify as whatever you want. So I maybe identify in, as a wound. Yeah, but maybe in okay, maybe here you do, but when you fly out to Wisconsin, you're a you're a mother. Wow. That's true. You know, yeah, it could, now, yeah, yeah, it, it could be. Yeah. You're absolutely Wisconsin, true. That yeah. that's their logic. A Wisconsin mother has sued a local school district for refusing to provide her with a copy of a document detailing a teacher's gender transition that has read that was read out loud to students at several schools. In a lawsuit filed in Washington, 
Washington. It's Wisconsin, you fucking idiot. God damn it. <laughs> Learn to fucking read. Anyways, enough making fun of myself. In a lawsuit filed in Wisconsin State Court, Leah um, uh, Buckman accused the school district of violating public records law when it refused to comply with her request seeking a prepared statement that was read to the students at a number of school districts that shared details regarding the gender 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 transition of an orchestra teacher according to the lawsuit which uh was filed by wisconsin institute of law and liberty on june 5th uh orchestra students uh north star middle school were required to attend session with orchestra teacher jacob Puccio and Dang Yang. He's that Dang Yang. That Dang Yang. Uh, the school district's diversity, equity, and inclusion director. Oh, now, now, now school's got that fucking uh, director to do that? Well, of course. The law school says that, uh, says that, uh, uh, Puccio and Yang informed the students that the orchestra teacher now identified as a woman and that they must address the the teacher as miss. Uh, and then, and then they, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. <laughs> Puccio then told uh, assembly students that Puccio had felt Puccio was a girl from early age and that experience. So base what the fuck? So he's basically saying, but he's talking. He's he's talking. What the second or third person? The way he's referring to himself. Yeah, it, it's it's a little fucked up. So, anyways, yeah. If you want to keep going on with this article, um, and try to decipher it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how fucked up he is. He's talking about himself like he's not in the room. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, but anyways, the mother's doing the right thing, filing a fucking lawsuit because this shit shouldn't be going on in fucking public schools. And if it's going on in public schools and you don't have enough balls to do anything, then pull your fucking kids out of school and homeschool them. And if you're too stupid to do that, like most leftists are, because that's their argument, because they went to public schools and now they're fucking morons because of that, you can send them to a private school. And if you don't fucking like what's going on in that private school, you tell that school, fuck you. I'll go pay another school because your money is going to follow that student because it's in a private school. Yes. So, and look at MJ. He turned out perfectly fine going to a boarding school in uh, Europe. Hmm. I'm learning something about myself every day, I guess. <laughs> So my next one's he, from that, 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 that I, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> my next one's from one American news, 59 missing children found among 200 sex trafficking victims. The federal Bureau of investigation have announced that in a nationwide sting operation known as operation cross country authorities have recovered more than 200 victims of human trafficking and missing individuals, 121 of whom were minors. The FBI-led initiative was carried out, which was carried out for two weeks in collaboration with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, located 59 victims of child sex trafficking and child sexual exploitation, along with 59 missing children. In addition, 
Authorities were able to identify or arrest at least 126 suspects uh, facilitating child sexual exploitation along with 68 suspected human traffickers. The campaign, according to to federal officials, focused on identifying and locating victims of sex trafficking and investigating and arresting individuals and criminal enterprises involved in both child sex and human trafficking. The success of Operation Cross Country reinforces that NCMEC, no, NCMEC sees every day. Children are being bought and sold for sex in communities across countries, the country by traffickers, gangs, and even family members, said Michelle DeLuane, president and CEO of the center. According to officials, the, the youngest victim was 11 years old and the minors were, on average, around 15 years old. Unfortunately, such crime against both adults and children so far are far more common than most people realize. As we did in this operation, the FBI and our partners will continue to find and arrest traffickers, identify and help victims, and raise awareness of the exploitation of our most vulnerable populations, FBI Director Christopher Ray said. In 2021, more than half of all human trafficking oh, of all trafficking victims in the U.S were minors, according to the Human Trafficking Institute. And that is the end of the article. Um, All right, my next article is from The Guardian. Former child care worker charged with 1,623 sexual abuse offenses against 91 children in Australia and overseas. Damn. And the reason I'm bringing this one up, usually we talk about shit that's only in this country, but... This is uh, one of those ongoing issues, and wherever this is happening, it needs to be talked about. A former child care worker has been charged with more than 1,600 child abuse offenses, including rape against 91 young girls at a dozen early learning uh, centers in uh, Brisbane, Sydney, and overseas over over a 15-year period. Police say... They began. They became aware of 45-year-old Gold Coast child care workers alleged offending after recently identifying a video discovered on the dark web in 2014. He was arrested in August of 2022. The police then allegedly discovering a hard drive filled with child abuse material of young girls while executing warrants of his, his home and other addresses. The Australian Federal Police Assistant Commissioner Justine uh, Goff described the alleged offending as deeply um, distressing and unfathomable. The man is now facing 1,623 child abuse charges, including 136 counts of rape and 110 counts of sexual intercourse with a child under 10, alleged to over taking plate, uh, alleged to have taken place from 2007 to 2022. The FP, uh, the AFP, alleges the offending took place in 10 child care centers in Brisbane between 2007 and 2013 and 2018 and 2022, an overseas location in 2013 and 2014, and a center in Sydney between 2014 and 2017. The man worked at the child care centers, but the AFP have confirmed that there is no allegation the man offended in those centers. Uh, Goff said officers were confident 
All 87 Australian girls recorded in the alleged abuse material have been identified and parents informed. Some of the alleged victims are now over 18. The AFP believes the man who had required child care qualifications recorded as uh, recorded all his alleged offending. AFP working has uh, international authorities to identify four children in alleged recordings created overseas. Uh, Queensland police first located the alleged child abuse images and videos on the dark web in 2014. The material was shared with the AFP and posted on the international victim identification database with no leads by, but it, it is alleged that in 20 August, 2022, the AFP, AFP investigators were able to trace identifiable features in the background to the video of the Brisbane Child Care Center. Um, Center, following inquiries at the Child Care Center, the AFP executive search warrant and arrested the man um, in Brisbane's southwestern suburbs, expecting um, search warrants, the man's Gold Coast home uncovered electronic devices allegedly containing nearly 4,000 images and videos allegedly created by the man. Much of the investigation was f- uh, focused on identifying the alleged victims, Goff said, given that were given there were so many Um, images and videos of children recorded over 15 years on alleged offenders devices. The process of identification took time, skill and determination. Goff said, while I am extremely proud of law enforcement's um, persistence and their unwavering dedication to identify this alleged offender and stop the further abuse. This is chilling news. So, you know, they, they, they got one pedophile but, you know, there's plenty more because he was probably sharing those images and, you know. Yeah, and then he's he's probably honestly sharing sharing the kids if he has that, that you know, that access to them yeah. or, or whatever. I mean, it's, it's absolutely sickening. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, the article that I just did, they, you know, they caught all those people and, and all that stuff and found all those kids and human tra- people within that human trafficking. It sounds like a big number. But it is, it is a small drop in the bucket, is what it is. So, I'll bring it over to my next article, which is from Newsmax. Vatican pressed to reveal archives on UFO claims. Recent claims by a whistleblower that the U.S. government has been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s, including retrieving an unidentified aerial phenomenon from Magneta, Italy, with the help of the Vatican, has put increased pressure of the Holy, of the Holy See to de- disclose what it knows on the subject. News re- Newsweek reported on Wednesday, the whistleblower David Grush, a U.S. Air Force veteran who previously worked on the National Reconnaissance Office of on UFOs, was among three people who recently testified to the House Oversight Committee on the allegations. Grush, who resigned from his position in April, said the government had retrieved several non-human origin technical vehicles, some of which contain dead pilots. He also said the Italian government had recovered a UFO in the 1930s and moved it to a secure airbase until the Pope... Until then, Pope Pius... The third, uh, the twelfth, had back channeled 
a knowledge of US uh, of the UFO and to the US, which ended up scooping it from them, according to Newsweek. Of course, the Catholic Church certainly knew about the existence of alien life. However, the Department of Defense and NASA have publicly stated they have no evidence of alien life or of a governmental program to reverse engineer alien materials. Various attempts to get comments from the Vatican on the subject have so far been unsuccessful. And I have, I have actually, there's a couple movies that have been um, put out there um, that, and other people have talked about it, is that the Vatican and the U.S. government work together to cover shit up. And this, this, I mean, if this, if this, you know, comes out to be true, which, you know, I'm, I'm pretty skeptical of the whole UFO alien thing. Um, and it, it seems to only come out uh, in convenient times when there's something big going on and they go, Oh yeah, there's UFOs over there or there's aliens over there. And, and otherwise you don't, you don't hear about it. Uh, goes on to say he stressed that 390 years ago was the Vatican that tried Gal that tried Galileo as a heretic for arguing that the earth wasn't at the center of the universe. And in nearly 400 years, I have to say the Vatican has actually shown quite credible openness to science, pointing out that the Holy See hosted a conference on astrobiology in 2009. Kohar said he had spoken to someone who had been granted access to the Vatican's archives and suggested that documents providing evidence for Grush's claims may be found there by the very few with permission to enter, Newsweek reported. And that will do it for that article. My next one is from Breibart. Pedophile Biden's America. Poll finds confidence in military lowest in decades. This kind of goes along with a article we covered yesterday. Citizens in pedophile Biden's America are losing confidence in the U.S. military, according to a Gallup poll. Citizens are mostly declining to share a great deal or quite a lot of confidence when it comes to the nation's military, the Gallup poll said, conducted June 1st through June 22nd and shared what they had found on Monday. The news comes from comes after Air Force celebrated so-called Pride Month across its social media accounts with graphic uh, graphics of uh, an airman saluting what appears a rainbow flag. Breibart News reported on June 8th. According to Gallup, the decline in confidence has continued in the past five years. Uh, meanwhile, Republicans have been most likely to have confidence in the nation's military over the nearly 50 years. They are currently, they currently feel, however, the rate has declined over 20% points in three years from 91 to 68%, the Gallup poll stated. When it comes to independence, confidence um, has slumped from 68 to 55%, while Democrats' confidence in rating rise after pedophile Joe Biden assumed office. Those gains have disappeared in the past year, uh, the report noted. However, the importance of Memorial Day has rated higher than ever in May per a um, Rasmussen Reports poll, according to Breibart News. Meanwhile, House uh, and Senate Republicans are trying to pass defense policy bill that would, for one thing, cut the wokeness of infecting the military department of the defense bureaucracy, according to Breibart News reported, published 
July 17th. So, like we said yesterday, no confidence in this military because pedophile Biden is trying to weaken the military with his Democratic Party. That's right. So we can get to that 2030 agenda, so that one world government, one world police, all that shit. So my next one is from Newsmax. Illinois to allow non-citizens to become police officers. That's a fucking great plan, right? We, they're, they're upstanding citizens, aren't they? Yeah. Illinois de, uh, Democrat Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed a bill to allow non-U.S. citizens who are legally authorized to work in the United States to apply to join the police force, NBC Chicago reports. The legislation, House Bill 3751, removes a requirement in Illinois that the state has in the that the states one that one must be a u.s citizen in order to become a police officer and will take effect next year the bill states that an an individual who is not a citizen but is legally authorized to work in the united states under federal law is a authorized is authorized to apply for the position of the police of a police officer subject to all requirements and limitations other than citizenship to which other applicants are subject also eligible in are for foreign nationals against whom the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services have deferred immigration action under the Federal Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals process. The goal of the bill is to allow DACA and permanent residents that are already able to work in the country legally to apply to become police officers, said Democrat State Representative Barbara Hernandez who spearheaded the legislation in a statement. Republican reps Mary Miller of Illinois and Lauren Boebert of Colorado criticized the legislation, claiming it would allow those who enter the country illegally to apply for jobs as police officers. Pritzker rejected those claims in a statement after signing the bill. I'm tired of the right-wing twisting things, he said. (laughs) They put it on Facebook. They tell lies. There are people out here. Were you there? I don't know. That's well, no. That's you, what he's you, saying. Well, you did the voice. No, that's just that's just what I get. Oh, what okay. I get from oh, it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. You know that that okay. leftist. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Whining bullshit. There, there are people out there that think they're that we're just allowing anybody to become a police officer. That's just not accurate. The governor also noted that other states, such as California, have already passed similar laws laws that. Thousands of DACA recipients and legal permanent residents currently serve in the United States military. And somebody needs to get get with the Newsmax people because that's they just end they just end articles like it's just. All right. Well, my next article is from CNBC. This is a follow up from the weeks previous, and this is probably going to be the last you hear of it. Maybe. Teamsters say U.S. trucking firm Yellow shuts operations to file for bankruptcy. Cash-strapped U.S. trucking company Yellow has seized operations and is filing for bankruptcy after failing to recognize um, and refinance over a billion dollars in debt, the Teamsters union said on Sunday. Yellow, formerly called YRC Worldwide, did not immediately respond to a uh, Rudder's request for comment. Earlier this month, Yellow averted a threatened strike. About 22,000 Teamsters represented uh, workers. And last week, it said it was exploring opportunities 
to divest its third-party logistics company. Yellow has historically proven that it could not manage itself despite billions of dollars in worker concessions and hundreds of millions in bailout funding from the federal government. Teamsters General President Sean M. O'Brien said in a statement, the company was the third bi- third biggest U.S. trucking s- trucker specializing in the less than truckload segment that provides shipments from different customers in the same trailer. It, uh, its customers included large retailers like Walmart and Home Depot, manufacturers and Uber Freight, some of which paused cargo shipments to company for the fear their, those goods could be lost or stranded if the carrier went bankrupt. The company said in June that the Teamsters Union was blocking um, restructuring and moder- modernization efforts uh, collectively known as One Yellow, which it, which it said were critical for yellow survival and abil- uh, ability to refinance about $1.3 billion of debt due to repaid over 2024. But part of the debt is a $700 million pandemic relief loan provided in 2020 by Donald Trump-led U.S. government in exchange for 30% stake in the Nashville, Tennessee-based company. Earlier in the year, earlier in the day, the Wall Street Journal reported the closure of the trucking firm's operations, citing notices sent to the customers and employees on Friday. The Wall Street Journal also reported the company laid off a large number of non-union workers. And something I would just like to add to this is you got stupid ass fucking YouTubers trying to fear monger people and say that, oh, now now companies are not going to get shipments and some people are not going to get their items or this or that. Well, you fucking morons. Let me tell you something. There are numerous, numerous, um, LTL freight companies still out there. You got XPO logistics, you got, um, old dominion, you got RNL, RNL, you got, um, ABF, ABF, the fucking list goes on. Yeah. Okay. You, people are still going to get their shit. Fucking these contracts are going to be absorbed by the other country, uh, countries, companies, and those companies are going to grow a little. And all those people that used to work for yellow are going to be able to find jobs with these other companies that are expanding. Exactly. And they're probably going to, that they're going to acquire their, their trucks and trailers too. So it's, it's literally just going to be a shift. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's so, not so, that big yeah, of a fucking yeah. deal. So, and you got you got these fucking moron YouTubers, but you know they won't get banned for fucking falsely claiming shit. We're te- we're giving away real information that the CDC is putting out, and we get banned. Right. So you know you got to be smart, and if you're watching shit on YouTube or anywhere, or even listening on podcasts, do the research yourself. Exactly. And, Anything and, that you watch, and the do thing, the research. And the thing is, with that, these morons on YouTube saying that, it's like, okay, what? People don't drive around and see other freight companies besides fucking yellow? Like, how fucking stupid are you? I mean, got to be pretty fucking stupid because you're sitting in front of a fucking cell phone in the middle of the woods in your fucking pickup truck saying, all right, I'm bringing you some real news here. <laughs> fucking yellow's going out of business and we're not going to be able to get anything shipped in this country. Yellow's not the only fucking shipping company in this country. Right, exactly. Exactly. You fucking moron. That's going to wrap up that article. All right. My next one is from Brybar Police. Is that your last one? Yeah. Chicago man said it's a it's bad MJ's day. It's MJ's last one for this two-part special. 
Yes. For this two-part series, this is my last article. Chicago man said it is a bad day after stabbing girlfriend 150 times. <laughs> a, man, a man is accused of fatally stabbing his girlfriend 150 times with scissors on Monday in Chicago while visiting with her children. At his bond hearing on Thursday, a 37-year-old uh, David Cobb was ordered, held without bail at, well, that's good, and the judge in the case was identified identified as Judge Mary Mar- Marubio, CWB Chicago reported on Friday. Uh, the incident happened that evening when the city's 911 dispatcher got multiple calls from the man's number. A man's voice kept telling a dispatcher, it's a bad day ever. He, But he was unable to provide the address for where he was located in order to receiving help. Once officials were able to determine the calls were coming from the 2400 block of East 74th Place, law enforcement uh, traveled to the scene where they found Cobb at his apartment. He opened the door, and when they knocked to offer for for help, officers immediately noticed that he had blood gushing from his hands. Meanwhile, the two children found at the scene were determined to be of toddler age. They did not appear to have been hurt during the incident, when authorities found the 46-year-old woman dead on the kitchen floor, they also discovered pieces of a broken pair of scissors along with a knife, which were covered in blood. Cobb was transported to a local hospital for treatment of the wounds of his, on his hands. The woman reportedly suffered nearly 150 stab wounds, most of which were on her back, and they were consistent with the wounds scissors would, could have made. The suspect later claimed he had argued, and apparently only members remembers trying to clean up the blood that was everywhere. Per the CWB report, Cobb was convicted of uh, domestic battery in 2006 and aggravated domestic battery one year later. However, the recent victim had nothing to do with those incidents, the outlet said, adding he has a forgery conviction from 2009 and narcotics possession charged from 2011. According to Fox 32, Cobb has been charged with first-degree murder in the recent case. Meanwhile, almost 30 people were shot Friday through mid-afternoon on Sunday in Chicago under Mayor... Brandon Johnson's watch, Breivart News reported on Sunday. Crime is surging in Johnson City with carjackings up 126%, robberies up 16%, thefts up 14%, and sexual assaults up 5%, the outlet reported on Monday. And that, that if, if nobody knows, Mayor Brandon Johnson of Chicago is a Democrat. And you got Democrat Newsom over there in, in um, California... And look at look at fucking Chicago. I mean, um, San Francisco. Uh, what's his name? Fucking one walking through there um, from Florida. The fuck's his name? Ron Sanders was walking down the street, and they were filming, and there were people fucking. They were shooting up. They were smoking crack. They were fucking doing all kinds of shit, and just sitting in piles of clothes. And this is fucking San Francisco. They used to be an iconic city in this in this country, and now it's just a shithole. That just shows what your Democratic leadership is capable of. And that will do it for that article. My last article is from Newsmax, and this is, a, this is actually a cool article. Nice one. Medal of Honor recipient watches as warship bearing his name is christened. Nice. Mar- uh, Marine First Lieutenant Harvey Barney Barnum jumped to the ground when he came under fire during an ambush in Vietnam that killed his radio operator and commander. 
collecting himself. Barnum realized he was now the highest ranking officer of the rifle company he just joined. He called in artillery and amid gunfire dragged the commander to safety where he died in Barnum's arms. Then he proceeded to mount a counterattack, oversee evacuation of the wounded and led the unit's eventual break out of the region, out to rejoin the battalion. The Medal of Honor recipient, now 83, watched Saturday as his wife smashed a bottle of sparkling wine against the bow to christen the future U.S. Navy destroyer that will bear the name Harvey C. Barnum Jr., He said he was speechless when he learned that the warship would bear his name. As anybody that knows Barney Barnum knows, I've never been speechless, he joked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The ceremony on Saturday at the Navy Shipbuilder Bath Ironworks was a tribute to Vietnam war hero who, during the first firefight, was forced into leadership of Marines who didn't know his name because he had just joined a couple days earlier. So if you want to continue to read this, it's at Newsmax. It's uh, talking about a little history of uh, Barney Barnum. And um, the ship is is, um, a 510 foot guided missile destroyer. And it's a, its job is to wage war against submarines, aircraft, and missiles, and other warships. Nice. So that that's pretty cool. So yeah, know, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, people people uh, will remember his name for a while. Uh, you have anything else to add? No, sir. Okay, if this is your first time listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast directory or watching on Rumble, do us a favor and throw us a like. Give us a comment. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. While you're doing that, you can head over to Instagram, Twitter, and threads and find us at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are also on truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And we are on rumble at the realist uncensored. That is one word. You can email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. That could be with articles, show ideas, um, any type of information, thoughts, prayers, asking MJ when the hell there's going to be a message Monday, whatever you want. Uh, episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday, so be on the lookout for those. And I don't know, maybe there will be a drop on a message Monday coming up. I don't know, because I don't get that notice either. But that's going to wrap up our two-part special for this week's Realist Weekly Wrap-Up. And we'll see you guys next week for the Realist Unwrap on Wednesday. Or maybe a message Monday. I don't know. 